Tuesday. Are we good level-wise, Josh? Check, check, check. One, two. Do you need more from the Goldsby Washington Studios? Uh, we're probably okay, but I wouldn't turn down. Maybe just a smidge. Turn maybe down. A smidge. Whoa. No, turn- smidge, smidge more juice. Oh, oh okay. Check. I wouldn't turn it down if you said. Oh, okay, okay. I see what you're saying. All right, there we go. Uh, good morning. Ma- good morning, man. So take take me through your thoughts. Listen, we're we're coming in hot today. Uh, KJ's going to join us. OU women's gymnastics coach KJ Kindler. She's got takes on the game. We were texting about the game. Uh, so KJ's coming up here in a bit. Uh, Patty Gasso at the bottom of this hour. Uh, then we have a boatload of topics to get into here on a Tuesday. But what'd you take away from Michigan winning its first national championship since 1997? Well, I think uh, what we said yesterday is what wound up playing out. The the equalizer was going to be Michael Penix Jr. Was he substantially better than J.J. McCarthy? And the answer was no. Last mm. night he, he wasn't. He might have been the worst of the the two quarterbacks so the 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 better all around top to bottom team won last night with its defense with its running game the thing to me that stands out as I watched that and then uh, spent time I guess you could say late into the night early into the morning uh, recapping it with coach Rick Neuheisel and EJ Manuel and Jacob Hester is that Michigan just what did last night whoa, did last tonight what they've done all season long. They just dominated in the trenches, both offensively uh, and at times there were moments where Washington had some success, but Michael Penix Jr. didn't stand on his head like he did against Texas. Michael Penix Jr. was more like the guy we saw against like Arizona State and when this team struggled against Oregon State than the guy that we saw against Texas and in at least one of the two Oregon games. So that that was number, you know, Pinnock struggle. I think it's fair to say, but there's a reason. There's a reason because, A, maybe he wasn't 100%, but B, Michigan kept pretty constant pressure on him all night long. They beat him up. And offensively, I still think this is the wildest number from last night. Offensively, what 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 was the total number like? Three something that Michigan ran for in the game. They, let me see. I've got all the final stats right here in front of me, and I'm and I'm too lazy to click one one button plank. Let's see. They ran for three hundred and three rushing yards. Three hundred. I guess saying running and rushing is the same thing. Four hundred forty three total net yards. Three hundred three rushing yards. They averaged right around eight yards per carry. 174 of those 303 yards came in the first quarter. In the first quarter, Josh. It totally, (laughs) completely set the tone. Those uh, couple of big runs from Donovan Edwards. And and, and Corum had, uh, obviously, a a long one, too, later. But uh, it set the tone. 300 yards, over 300 yards rushing. 174 of those in the first quarter. And for the first time this season, Donovan Edwards scored more than a touchdown in a game and ran for over 100 yards. Make it make sense. Unreal. All right, is Coach ready? Uh, I'll give her a pause right now. All right, KJ Kindler is going to join us coming up here in just a bit. It's the Plank Show on a Tuesday. It is an exciting day guest-wise. Because uh, OU Women's Gymnastics coach K.J. Kindler coming up here in seconds. And then at the bottom of this hour, Patty Gasso. Catch up with the coach. 
Because to me, the end of the college football season last night triggers the start of softball season in a lot of ways for me. We are less than a month away from the opener in uh, Puerto Vallarta. And there's a lot of questions about, all right, who, who's going to play here and, and what's carried over the spring and what does health look like. So coaches coming up at the bottom of this hour. We have added, for our 10 a.m. portal update, we have added another name to the tight end room. And this is, uh, in some ways, maybe what I was referring to yesterday on the program as Jake Roberts, former Norman Prop. Well, you're always once a Normanite, always a Normanite. But Jake Roberts, who has spent a couple of years in North Texas, spent a year at Baylor, is finally coming home. Uh, we'll talk about his impact. We got news galore on offensive linemen in the portal. And one note on offensive linemen from last night's game that we'll get to coming up later on in the show. But right now at 9.08 on a Tuesday, join me in welcoming in the 1-0 head coach of the OU Women's Gymnastics team, K.J. Kindler. But she was all in on football last night, Coach. What'd you make of the national championship game and Michigan's win? Yeah, we, we watched it together. And, you know, we competed against Michigan last weekend in our alum uh, Myliana Kaneva, she's the assistant coach there, and she was convinced that I was going to start yelling, go blue, during the game. And I told her, you don't know me very well, do you? <laughs> but, um, but you know, kudos to them. It, they kind of, you know, they kind of dominated from the beginning. You could just see a little bit of edge there for sure. But yeah. I was rooting for Washington, if you want me to be honest. Really? Is there any tie there, yeah. or was it just – There is. Co- it's a top-secret tie, but oh, you'll learn about okay. it later, maybe. Okay. Okay. Oh, I like secrets. See, I live in a family where nobody, uh, my, my nine-year-old and I like secrets. My 15-year-old and my wife hate surprises and secrets. So I, I'm excited about this. I can't wait to find it out. Uh, Coach, okay. let's, fo- let's focus on you guys. Uh, your overall thoughts, looking back on the opening weekend, uh, the Mean Girls, I was, I was trying to watch on YouTube, but holy, holy smokes, it, it, everyone was trying to do stand-up during the broadcast. But you guys <laughs> looked fantastic. Highest score in the country. What were your biggest takeaways from weekend number one? Um, biggest, biggest takeaway was definitely um, the calmness of the team. Uh, they hit every single routine, which first meet of the year, on podium, you know, against those really strong teams, all of them were in the top 11 um, I was really happy with their demeanor, their calmness, their confidence. That's what stood out the most to me. Very, um, it felt very unselfish, which I loved. And I, I just thought, you know, really on point, um, doing what they needed to do. It weren't the best that they could be, but, but doing what they needed to do to get that score and to really, you know, come out hot. So really proud of them and really excited about our freshmen who had their first chance out there too. I, I know you can't get involved in the game of comparing right but as far as openers are concerned and where you feel like a team needs to be at least from an execution and a performance perspective is it about where you feel like it needs to be or is there still a long obviously there's a long way to go but is it where it needs to be after week one absolutely in fact if you look across the country i mean that second-place team, we're five-tenths ahead right now of where they were last week, a whole point ahead of where um, the third, fourth-place teams were. So we're, we're definitely where we want to be. Um, this is a similar score to what we've gotten the last couple years, which also, you know, tells me a lot. And I would say, you know, 
I'll be honest, we don't go off score all the time. I know a lot of programs focus on the score. Um, to me, it's about the performance. The score will be there if the performance is good. So I, I'm really pleased with how they did. I mean, to hit 100% routines on that first time out it is definitely a notch in your cap. So I, I think we're really, really pleased as a staff. I have uh, I texted you this uh, because I love the passion that's out there. Uh, concerns over Danielle Seavers. I mean, this is a this is a program that goes out and puts a one net, uh, a one ninety seven point eight, and inevitably the the Twitter machine and the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line is you got to ask Coach where's Danielle and what's going on there. Uh, are is everything going to be okay there? How's it looking for her to be more involved as the season progresses? Yeah, everything's okay. She had yeah. a foot injury in the month of December, and so not an ideal time to have a foot injury. So. It really set her back, especially in her progress on vault and floor. And so that's going to take a little while to get back. But she'll she'll definitely be back. There, Listen, there's no one who's going to work harder or put their heart out there more than Danielle Sievers. So um, I'm sure we'll be seeing her soon. She's definitely ready to go on bars. Uh, I anticipate that she'll be in the bar lineup, you know, very soon. So looking good for her. Um, good. She's frustrated, though. She wants to be out there just like every great athlete. So got to be patient with herself you know we had a long talk yesterday and um, she's not a patient person right so (laughs) none of us are Um, so she's working on that and and she'll get there she'll absolutely get there and we love her out there she she's just like joy right so I I can understand why people were missing her (laughs) yeah and you it's more than just what she provides on the in the performances and in the competition, she brings joy. She has a certain kind of it about her, right, to where it's it's contagious with her personality. But to me, there, there's a lot of these uh, student-athletes for you, and one of those is Danae Fletcher. I, I was happy to see her get an opportunity this weekend. Uh, you mentioned Kate Lavasser uh, last week, but let's talk about Jordan Bowers, who competed in the all-around for you along with Audrey Davis. What did you see from her? I, I mean, she was stellar. Absolutely stellar. And and I'm seeing a confidence from her that last year she was kind of dipping her toe in the water as an all-rounder for the first time. This year she's, like, owning it. Um, every performance was spot on. Um, she's just su- such a sponge on me day, like listening to every comment from her coaches, um, absorbing it, trying to apply it. Um, and she's such a competitor. So, And then Audrey Davis, she let us off on three events, so I can't tell you, you know, how instrumental she is. And uh, she's battling a little bug right now. So I'm guessing that actually on Saturday she probably wasn't 100%. She was probably um, starting to be a little under the weather. So we're hoping she'll recover by this weekend. But um, an incredible all-rounder and a leader, absolutely a leader for this team. In in spirit, spirituality, like she's just um, always bringing people together. You guys aren't messing around. We're turning right around and play uh, performing at the Maverick Center in West Valley uh, City, Utah, this weekend. So, uh, let me. You guys just stayed out there all week long. Are you calling us from Vegas still? And you guys are just going to fly right on over to uh, to Utah, or what? No, it was a consideration, <laughs> really? but you should. We came back. <laughs> we came back. So, um, yeah, this is going to be uh, honestly, this is the biggest matchup of the year, and it's right out of the gate. So. Um, Utah is ranked number two right now, I believe. And um, you've got LSU and UCLA, both great teams. You know, UCLA counted a fall in this first meet. So if they hit everything, they're a different kind of team than they were this weekend. Um, and they they were in the top five last year. Like, this is a, 
star-studded cast that we're going against, and it's in Salt Lake City, which, um, for those of you who don't know, like, that sells out. Every game, mm. those tickets are over $80 a piece to come see this meet. So it is a big deal in Salt Lake City. Um, we expect the crowd to be, you know, Utah heavy. Obviously, we're preparing for that, but um, we'll be on podium. We're the, uh, us and UCLA are the only teams that have had that experience already. I think that's a plus. Um, but And we start on vault, also a plus for us. So um, we'll just see what happens. But, like, this is really going to test them. I love this. This is what I live for. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, this might be a dumb question, but does, does altitude ever really affect you guys much? Do you have to prepare for that or, or not so much? Um, you know, it is what it is. Okay. I don't know that there's anything we can do about it. But um, I will say, like, I feel like our team is fit. They're ready to go. We've been hydrating like crazy trying to <laughs> – trying to get that monster going. But um, I, I last time we were in Utah, I really didn't see an altitude issue at all. So I, I'm not expecting anything. Yeah. yeah, when we went to BYU uh, for football, I, I kind of found it interesting. A lot of times in football, you know, oh, we had to do this, this, and this. And Brent Venables is like, no, nah, we're just uh, we're preparing like we normally do. And, and it, maybe in some ways it can be a mental block too so that's really cool to hear what's do you talk with other coaches I mean you have an incredible staff but you know I was I was looking at the numbers from this weekend and Michigan not I don't think the number that they expect to put up throughout the season you know and and Michigan State Kentucky as well are there conversations that you have with other coaches about hey what are you seeing what are you feeling maybe even about the sport in general even portal conversations or is it just business 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 when you get to events like this past weekend um, you know, I, I'm on a really big committee, um, a rules committee for our sport. Mm. So I'm the chair of that committee. So actually a lot of my conversations are centered around the future of our sport and what those new rules might look like, what things we should consider changing to make our sport even more exciting. So I'm really fortunate to have that opportunity. So honestly, most of my, you know, most of my chit chats are about that and, and how to make our sport better. Um, and so, but I wouldn't say there's a whole lot of other chit chat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And when you're on that committee, I'm sure people are coming to you constantly with different ideas. Hey, we should do this. Or what do you think about this? Or I'm having a problem with this, that, that can be sometimes a little overwhelming, but I'm sure you've learned how to compartmentalize that over time. Right. Yeah. It's actually crazy. Um, you know, and, and it's very different, you know, the ideas you get from, different levels of teams and things like that. We, we really, and we're trying to come together and do what's best for the sport overall. So it, it can be difficult um, because different people have different perspectives on what should be done. And, you know, everyone wants to preserve parity in our sport. Um, but at the end of the day, if you ask me, like, if everybody is super, then nobody is super. So <laughs> we got to keep the rules in place that make the most difficult and best routines scoring higher. So that, you know, that's kind of, you know, my perspective, my job on the on the committee. And I just want to keep that going. But our parity in our sports great. Anyone can win at any time. Um, it, it's difficult. You know, people would say. Oklahoma's dominating right now. They'd probably love to make rules that make it harder for us to win, but um, you know, and and they may do that eventually. But um, I'll I'll do my best to make sure the best gymnastics wins, whoever it is. Oh, I love that take. Hey, final thought before I let you get out of here, Coach. I know we got a little bit of time. I was saying maybe one of the later home opening dates we have uh, a couple weeks away on January 26th, but never, never too early to start thinking about what 
getting those tickets. You mentioned you're going to a place this weekend in the Maverick Center in Utah that's going to sell out. You're going to see great crowds in Denver before we finally get you to the LNC. We talk about it a lot. It's an awesome event to go take your family to. It's affordable. And more than anything, you're rewarded with seeing the best of the best. We need that place packed starting January 26th and throughout the season, don't we? Absolutely. Like, we are going for an average of over 8,500 this year. We got over 7,500 last year. This is the thing to go see. Like, you're going to love it. You're going to get hooked. You won't want to leave. Your kids will love it. I mean, you you just can't miss it. If you haven't been coming, you've definitely got to make the commitment. Invest and, and come. You We've got five meets. We've got the Big 12 Championship this year, which is the last Big 12 Championship ever, So, at least for Oklahoma. So um, it, it's going to be a really exciting season. I'll say that that season opener against Denver, Denver is in the top six this week, and they are – um, I watched their meet, and they were impeccable. This is a team that's underrated. They're ex- excellent. We need we need the fans in the stands. This is going to be a really hot ticket. Mm, you're awesome, Coach. Thank you for still finding time for us. Congratulations on the best start uh, on the great start. I'm sure you feel pretty good about it being one of the best. Uh, and we'll talk to you again next Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Chris. KJ Kimler. Not a bad way to start the show. It's 921 on a championship Tuesday for the Michigan Wolverines, the maize and blue. Uh, Get it done. Hail to the victors. But will this end up being one of those championships that when we look back, there's a little bit of an asterisk next to it. In fact, I found it fascinating that that was already, Josh, a topic of conversation in the postgame. You worried about there being an asterisk next to this Ward Manual? What? What? But with all the buzz about that other shoe potentially dropping, it's well worth at least the ask. So let's recap the excitement of last night and get you ready for Patty Gasso coming up right around the corner on the home of Sooner fans. J.J. takes the snap, flips the ball to Roman Wilson after he takes a knee, and Michigan, the Wolverines, have won a national championship. Wolverine players... Wolverine alums, Michigan fans everywhere, Jim Harbaugh and your staff, your team is the number one team in America as the clock ticks down and Michigan completes a 15-0 national championship season here in Houston. Bet. What'd you think of the final call? I like uh, John Jansen's one of my buddies as we welcome you back into the Plank Show. John's the analyst. Uh, a great offensive lineman. I think he was on that 97 national championship team. But I always feel like the Michigan guy's about ready to lose his voice, Josh. Whatever. It did sound that way. It did. He <laughs> That's was every game. It. Michigan it, fans, Michigan people, Michigan dip dip Wolverines. Did he uh did he end that call with bet? Yeah. Is that some sort of thing, or I don't know. Is that something that the team has been saying here in Houston? Bet. I don't know if he said bet. How old is he? Uh, I think he's about my age, so he's probably like in his mid forties. I think he's out of bet. Uh, okay, range. I think I would have said something that would have been more incendiary towards. The NCAA? Thank you. <laughs> or the Big Ten? Thank you. Right. It truly was us versus everybody. 
And everybody can shut the bleep up because we got the trophy, baby. No. And Connor, you are a champion tonight. <laughs> wouldn't, that have, wouldn't that have been fantastic? Michigan fans, Michigan people, Connor Stallions. Oh, oh, man, if he slipped that into the, the final call, would have been voila. <laughs> here, was, here was Jim Harbaugh about Michigan dealing with the off-the-field issues. Off-the-field issues were innocent. <clears throat> And, and we stood we stood strong and tall because we knew we were innocent. And I just like to point that out. And these guys, <laughs> these guys are innocent. And yeah, overcome that. Um, it wasn't that hard because we we knew we were innocent. So um, yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, that's really what I want to say. It went exactly how we wanted it to go. It went exactly how we wanted it to go. Were they did did he happen to mention that they were innocent of all this? It's good that Michigan can celebrate because they are in fact innocent. Innocent. One more from Harbaugh, and then I want to get a break so we have plenty of time with Coach Yasso. I get to sit at the uh, the big person's table now. Uh, that that feels really good. Just uh, you know to be to be the only coach in your own family that. You know, hasn't won a national t- title uh, or Super Bowl, the, the championship. Uh, yeah, that feels great personally. Get it. Dad won a title. Brother won a title. Now he's got one. Brother, uh, it might be a Harbaugh sweep. Yeah, the way this thing's be. going. They look really good. All right, we'll have more on the Michigan 34-13 win over Washington last night. When we come back, let's talk with the GOAT. Head coach Patty Gasso is going to join us with Josh Elmer. I'm Chris Plank. Get us going on the text line, shall you? 405-651-3439. That's the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. This is the home of Sooner fans. All right, let's do this. Greatest coach on the planet in the entire world. She is the GOAT. With Josh Elmer, I'm Chris Plank. This is Patty Gasso, head softball coach of the Oklahoma Sooners. What's going on, Coach? How are you on this frigid Tuesday? Oh, I'm doing good. What an introduction. You're still drinking you. that Kool-Aid or something. What's going on? Got you. Hey, you know, I'm coming to your camp on Saturday. Did you know that? <laughs> I really my, – my, my niece is coming to your camp, and I guess if you're a pitcher, you have to bring a catcher. So I'm just letting you know, you're going to get to see my skills on display this weekend. So I'm just – I'm giving you a heads up. When, when you're looking ahead for uh, things to get excited about on Saturday. <laughs> is it Saturday? Is it Saturday? Saturday? We're having one Saturday and Sunday, so she's yeah. a little bit older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's an uh, eighth grader going uh, – she's an eighth grader. Yeah, so I And you sure, are so. catching. You're I'm catching, catching her. Yeah, you know. You, you, have, know, I, you yeah. have gear. Well, I mean, that's – I don't need gear. Coach, I'm tough, and I'm a, I'm a child of the 80s. I was a catcher. They just say, go out there and catch Max Watson, and that's what I did. And that's how I got to be the – the smooth operator behind the plate I became. So I'm excited to do that. And it looks like we're going to have great weather for it. What, what, what is this like for you? And it's typical, right? Uh, in, in January, you're getting close to the season. You do have a lot of camps coming up. Uh, is it just uh, constantly kind of staying ahead of the curve and thinking when you want to go inside and when you want to go ahead and challenge uh, your kids and get them outside? What's that process like in deciding, you know, how you're going to prepare for the season whenever Mother Nature can be such a wild card? Yeah, it's definitely part of the procedure, and we've got to get ahead of it and talk with football and work with baseball. So it's a good relationship between all of us, and Coach Venables has been great understanding our pressures of trying to get ready for the season. 
So we share that uh, Everest. That's, and we get some really good practice in there. So I, I don't look at the weather and go, oh, no, what are we going to do? <laughs> because I feel like uh, it's a little more contained, you know, when you're so close in, indoors. And uh, so I don't worry about it. And it's, it's always par for the course. Um, how are you feeling about where this team is? I know you just got them back uh, after the winter breaks, uh, a Christmas break. How do you feel like they – they've progressed and do you still see that edge that you like to see even though they've won three straight national titles you know this team i think they would readily admit they're not super fans of the fall because it's hard (laughs) i work them hard they work hard and they get tired and it's a lot of hard work and hours and so forth they really look forward to the spring because they're competitors and they want to they love to compete so that's what they're looking forward to is getting the season started. And I think they really kind of look forward to these next three weeks because it's just a really crash course getting ready for the start of our first game out in Puerto Vallarta. So I know they look forward to it. Uh, what I'm looking for is what did they do over the break? And some of these athletes are good enough to not do a lot and come back and you can't tell. That's how elite of athletes that they are. Uh, but some really are going to show whether they did or not. And that's really important if they want to get in the starting lineup or they're kind of on that line of you know, vying for a starting spot. It's the ones that outwork each other, stay in good shape, even come back in better shape and better form that can jump right in there. So there's probably four or five that are riding that line right now, and we'll get to see them here tomorrow at the start of our first practice. What um, Patty Gasso is our guest as we get set for Sooner Softball. Do you go into it and say, all right, this is where my biggest battles are right now? I mean, obviously, you're replacing Grace Lyons at shortstop, but do you feel with such a veteran roster that there's, you know, you look at it and say, okay, I'm going to have a battle here and I'm going to have a battle there, or do you just kind of, as a coach, say everything's up for grabs? Well, not everything is up for grabs. Summer. <laughs> Some of these positions are pretty. Let's just be honest, right? Uh, And I think, for a good example, Kenzie Hansen is going to be the lead behind the plate, but I have a very viable option in Riley Ludlam, who can do a good job when we need to give Kenzie a break. But uh, Riley can also swing it really well, so I have her. There's a lot of opportunities for a lot of these athletes because they do a lot of things good. So maybe. You're not winning a position on defense, but maybe you're a great runner. You're going to be in the game. If you're not hitting and you're not playing defense, you're going to do something to help us win on the base path. A lot of them can do that as well. So I do feel like I'm able to move people in and out and pretty much empty the bench in every game potentially. So I'm looking forward to that. I just, Every athlete on every team always believes they should be starters. So it's right. um, trying to keep those athletes that are right there on the borderline to keep fighting. And part of it is the mindset. It's the maturity of team first and the mindset of saying, I'm still going, even though I'm not the starter on day one, I'm still going to show you. I'm going to fight. I'm going to show you I am. I'm going to show you made a mistake. I want them to feel that. I want them to prove me wrong if that's whatever works for them. But a lot of them will say, oh, geez, this is my 
junior year and I'm not, you know, oh gosh, and that poor me. And those are the athletes that just really kind of dig their own hole. So the goal is to keep them all pushing because they all are capable. They're all capable. You could take any player off this team and we can still find ways to win championships. You know, I, I didn't get a chance to see a lot of the, the freshmen during spring ball or fall ball, excuse me. I know uh, Maya was a little dinged up, had a chance to see her play. I think, uh, a game or two, uh, but th- there was one fresh Ella Parker was outstanding, but again, you know, they, they battled some things and then obviously the, uh, the injury to Nelly, but you, you mentioned you have those, those players. Like, I'm going to show you coach. I get the sense that Cassidy Pickering could be that kind of player. She, she's just an impressive athlete coach. What have you seen from her since the moment she stepped on the, uh, on campus and does she have a chance to contribute? You think this year? Oh, 100%. And I saw that's why I've worked so hard to get her here is because she has, I don't know if you've ever seen a leader of a team play center field, but on her team, she was always playing center field. She also pitched a little bit and was really, really good, but just decided she wanted to give up on it. And I I wish she would have stayed with it. But she um, is a leader in the outfield, and she will be our future leader. I feel very confident about that. She's very uh, confident in her abilities, and she doesn't listen to the noise. You know, she's she's really strong in that way, very mature for her age. Uh, She absolutely will be vying for a starting spot, along with Ella Parker. I think Nellie right now, I guess I can say this to you uh, because it's it's 99.9%. I think we're going to redshirt Nellie. Um, the ACL tear took her pretty much completely out of our fall, mm. and I don't know exactly where she would fit this late in the season of getting ready to start. So I think the best thing for her is the experience with the team and just still being part of the team, but her knowledge and leadership for the next year when I really need it, I think she can learn a lot and help us for the future. I think Ella Parker, Cassidy Pickering are without question going to see time and fighting for those spots right now. Uh, Coach, a couple more, and I'll let you get out of here. Uh, first, you, there is that obvious glaring hole on two fronts, right? Number one, one of the most outstanding players on the field, in Grace Lyons at shortstop, right? Smooth glove and really developed as a hitter. And then the leadership that she provided as a captain off the field. That's that's tough to replace. This reminds me a lot of when Kelsey Arnold, who, by the way, if I saw correctly, are they expecting their first kiddo? How about that for Kelsey Arnold? Um, but yes. <laughs> uh, cap, captain and a shortstop, and, and you got to replace that. So I was really impressed with Brito. I was really impressed with Alyssa in the fall. What Have you seen her kind of jump up? Is that going to be a major competition heading into the year? You're trying to speak this into existence and create something <laughs> on your I know. I am on not. Your Twitter feed. I, I know promise you. I am not. I'm not, try, I'm not going for clout here, Coach. I'm not going for clout at all. all right, I have so to look, ask the questions. The last time we talked, we right. finished our fall, and I told you I didn't know. We haven't started practice. I still don't know. I will tell you, I know you want, everybody wants to know who's going to be the next shortstop. And the answer is going to be more than one person, if that helps. Okay? That's good. So you can be assured that Alyssa Brito and Tiara Jennings will always be in the lineup. So 
maybe that'll help. <laughs> you know, it, but it's it's funny. It, it's so perfect that you say that though, because I we could sit here and and get done and and everyone's like, well, I know this person's gonna be, or this person's gonna be. I just guarantee you, I know this person. But it's truly, when you say it, it's no BS. It's not just coach speak. No. This is a true competition that, as you said, is probably gonna be going on throughout the season. Yes, without question. And the beauty is that Alyssa Brito is so good at third. She is so good at third. But she's really good at shortstop. Kiari is so good at second. But she's really good at shortstop. And their experience is beyond anyone else on the team. And then you've got both Quincy Lilio and Avery Hodge. Avery could play second or short, and I think she'd be great. Uh, Q can be a very good second baseman. I've worked a little bit at third. Um, one thing I could tell you is there is a big battle right now for starting position at first between Sid Sanders and uh, Ella Parker. And the one that doesn't win that spot for the moment or is not playing first in a game likely will be our DP. So those two bats have to be in the lineup. Avery and Q have a lot to prove. Alina has a lot to prove in the infield. One thing I do know, all three of them can also play a very good outfield as well. I think, you know, Jada Coleman will be standing in center field. Uh, I tried her at second this fall, which was when she walked into the infield, I'm like, hello, hello. I like this willow. I mean, I'm looking at giants around the infield. And hit a couple ground balls, and she's like, Coach, I'm, I think I'm really good in center, so I'm just going to step out of this arena. And I'm like, wow. yeah, good idea. Let's get you back where you need to go. But uh, they're just still very good competition and very viable options. So nothing is – I do this first weekend out in Puerto Vallarta, you're going to see different looks in different positions. Uh, and just real quick, because you do perfectly bring up that the last time we talked, I'm asking a lot of the same questions, and you really haven't had a chance to see your team since then. But how have you seen away from the field this very new look and meshing of personalities come together for Jen Rocha and that staff? Again, still very, very, very early in the process, but to have fall behind him, how'd you see them come together and mesh? Um, you know, it took a while. Because we have so many, well, Carly Keeney, that was just, a, that was Coach Gasso's fault. And she was out for the entire fall. We were in a drill. And I was telling pitchers to be athletic. So she dove for a ball. One of the first drills we did and broke her finger. And was out for the entire fall. So that's a great job by Coach Gasso. She will be back. And I'm really excited about Carly Keene. Uh Kelly Maxwell got much better as we got through the end of the semester. Peyton Monticelli came forth from a tough situation over at Wisconsin, is trying to find herself here and has really made good strides. I think she's going to help us. And you add a returner and sophomore KD, Kirsten Deal, and of course, of course the steady Nicole May. Um, and SJ has improved. So we've got six pitchers, very viable. Anyone can step forward. I don't know who our ace is, and just like I'm trying to talk about the infield, someone's going to step forward and be that person. Um, so it's all just exciting for us because it looks 
although we have a lot of returners, it still looks very new to us, especially the pitching staff. So uh, Jen Roach is just salivating over this. It's going to be fun. <laughs> it's, I, I didn't think about this until I saw it. Uh, DJ's birthday was this week. What, what's DJ now? 29, 28 years old? 29 years old. Happy birthday, DJ. I did not <laughs> – I can't even imagine, Coach – uh, and I don't know, like off the top of my when when was JT born? When's his birthday? Uh oh. Okay. So That's anyway, no, let's get it's let's July fifteenth okay. because he and Jen Rocha have the same birthday. See, there and you go. He JT was born. JT was born in eighty eight. So, so that that's wild that you had had DJ, and boom, welcome to the season, right? And then yeah. you went through a whole season, uh, pregnant with JT. I don't I don't know why it just kind of resonated with me just how crazy that had to be at that time in your life to just have a newborn at home and oh by the way the season starts in three weeks well I took them both with us on a lot of trips and I mean I was between games I was running to the bus to feed (laughs) DJ and JT was known by that team that I had that year as uh, like the league of their own still well oh yeah that's what they called him he was just the kid that drove everyone crazy so they still call him out when they see him. <laughs> um, but, that. yeah, I mean, when you're a mother and you you just got to find ways to get it done, and it's hard, but it's, you do what you do. You don't think about how hard it is. You think about how to serve the, you know, take care of your family and serve your team the best way you can. So you do whatever you got to do. And Jimmy helped me a lot as well. I really needed him for help. But, um here we are, 30 years later. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Coach, thanks for all your time. I'll see you Saturday and uh, enjoy the countdown to Puerto Vallarta. I'm going to be watching you Saturday playing. So <laughs> I'll be on my piece. I'll be, I'll be ready to go. I'll be ready to go. <laughs> all right, thanks, Coach. Yeah. <laughs> Patty Gasso. Yeah, so I didn't realize this, Josh, until literally, uh, I, I think officially a couple days ago, my whole family is coming down on Saturday. Friday, Friday. And I guess there's this This isn't just some little ho-hum storm. I mean, this is going to be a little bit treacherous for those to the north of us. But they're all coming down. My niece is pitching in uh, in one of the Sooner camps. I'm not sure which one. And she needed a catcher. And I was like, I'll do it. And I, it was one of those things that I said like three months ago and I completely forgot about. And all of a sudden they're like, hey, we're coming down. I'm like, oh, yeah. Time to go to work. Yeah, I guess I uh, – guess i did commit to that so i thought that was great stuff from coach Gasso. we'll take a break we'll recap it next right here on the home of sooner fans closing up our number one as we welcome you back it's the plank show josh elmer alongside chris plank our number one presented by van who's fence that is vhfence.com number to call 405-735-1167 where you can get your fencing needs taken care of by the premier fence company in all of Oklahoma, and uh, chances are with uh, the wind uh, last night and today that uh, you might want to uh, check things out with the the fences out there because uh, it was uh, pretty wild, pretty wild last night. To the text line we go. Steve in BA, that is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Steve in BA, BA, can you ask her why we decided to go to Mexico and not the Mark Campbell this year? (laughs) I don't I don't think it's I don't think there's some big major backstory there. Uh, I I think that 
it's either Jackie can correct me. It's either every three years or uh, they were going to be on a mini rotation when they started the Port of Vallarta Challenge because remember 2017 we went as the defending national champs and played Auburn in that opening weekend. I don't I don't think we played all that well when we went in 17. OU went back in 20. That was the uh, COVID shortened season when Riley Boone went out there and got hurt. Uh, and we, I mean, Oklahoma was going to be in a tough spot because G. Warris had got hurt that year. Uh, and then in 2024 now, we're going to go. So I, I just, I think there's a mini rotation. Uh, and coach, I, they're going to go back to Los Angeles slash San Diego. Uh, if you're in that area, that to me, I think this is a one-year thing, Josh, to be away from the uh, the Mark Campbell or, or starting the season on the West Coast. I also think what's going to be fascinating, speaking – I'm glad Mark asked because – wait, Steve asked because I love talking about softball scheduling. In fact, I love talking about it so much. Coach is probably tired of hearing me want to talk about it. But I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing more and more tournaments here. I, I, I They're still – they're always going to go to the West Coast. They're always going to find ways – if it's Palm Springs, if it's L.A., if it's San Diego, I think they're always going to play out there. Well, and the weather angle to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I just – I don't it, – it, well, good point on the weather as I look outside and there's snow on the ground. But I do think you'll start seeing more events here in Love's Field. I really – I think it's going to be that impressive. All right, quick break. When we come back, we got updates. Updates from the portal and more on Michigan's national championship on the ref.